Welcome to the Divorce Talk with Twyla Show, where we talk all things divorce, and you will be inspired, informed, encouraged, and empowered. Now, let's welcome our host, Twyla M. Marks, the divorce recovery expert. She is Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach. Well, hello, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Listen, I am Twyla M. Marks. I'm the divorce recovery expert, a.k.a. I'm Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach. So thank you all so very much for tuning in on tonight. And listen, tonight is the third episode of my infidelity series. And man, it has been power packed, folks. I've had uh, Miss Antonise Davis. She came on. She kicked us off. She told her story as it relates to her recovery um, from infidelity. And then uh, last week, I had Dr. Katrina Esau. She is powerful. Her story is very powerful. She talked about her story of reconciliation. So I know that's not everybody's story, but if you didn't listen to that episode, you've got to check it out. It's very powerful. It's encouraging if that's what you choose to do as it relates to infidelity. So tonight, listen, y'all, man, we are in for another treat. And I'm excited. I'm super excited about this guest. He and I, we connected through social media. Like I've connected to so many people over the past two years. <laughs> but um, I'd like to welcome my special guest tonight. He's Dr. Jason Ross. He is a psychotherapist coach. He's passionate about helping his clients get unstuck. So let's just welcome Dr. Ross to Divorce Talk with Twilight. Thanks for having me on. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much for coming on with me on tonight. And I, I finally got your name right because I think I initially called you Dr. Cross. <laughs> that happens to me a lot because I use my middle name. <laughs> okay, so right, yeah, yeah. So, Don't worry, you're you're in, you're in with everybody. I'm in with everybody. All right. Well, listen, Dr. Ross, um, we're going to talk about tonight um, infidelity recovery, the trauma of infidelity, or all of that good stuff. And I know that's what you do. That's who you are, and you help people. Like I said, get unstuck, and you're very passionate about helping people fulfill their best life. So let's jump right in. I want to start with. What are some, what do you think are some of the causes or the reasons for infidelity? It's, I know it's a lot going on and there's many reasons, but do you have clients that come to you that perhaps have been in this situation and trying to recover from infidelity? Well, I think we've all come across it, whether in our, our practices or in our you know, daily lives, people we know. I think yeah. people have a couple things in common. There may be, uh, breaks insecure attachments that relate to finances, sex intimacy, I'll put on the same line, and child rearing. And when a couple is not in sync in those areas, that's where the fault line starts. That's where the cracks start to become, uh, we'll call them craters uh, or canyons, depending on how badly it goes. And people start to uh, separate. And the, the child rearing one is a, is a tough one. And I work with a lot of parents uh, who struggle with child rearing throughout a child's lifespan. It doesn't have to be, you know, what we consider a child. It can be an adult too. 
Yeah, yeah. So child rearing, meaning they're the parents are on opposite ends of the spectrum. They they don't agree on a lot of things as it relates to maybe discipline or whatever. Is that what you're referring to? Exactly. And the discipline part, uh, how a child is reinforced. Uh, you know, one child may be too harsh, one might be too soft, and they don't figure out how to come to the middle. And we're in a generation now where we have what's called failure to launch uh, with the generation of children who are struggling to really get out on their own. So that's a massive piece. And once that crack happens, uh, very often you will see infidelity. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and, and then, yeah, yeah. And you have some parents or some people that may feel like, or they don't believe in corporal punishment. You know, no, I'm not going to spank my child. They're just going to get in time out or whatever the case may be. And then you have another one that does believe in it. So don't you believe just from your standpoint, your professional standpoint, you believe those are some conversations that probably need to be had prior to saying I do, right? It's an, right, exactly. It's an amazing <laughs> thing that the, one of the biggest decisions of your life, pretty much the biggest one that will impact the most people typically is having children and how they end up going into society and contributing, yet nobody wants to get on the say, same page as that. So they start to struggle early on because some come from a different background than the other parent and the two don't mesh and nobody wants to look at themselves and make any changes. Child ends up stuck between them. And after that, it's a free for all. There's no telling what will happen. Wow. 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 Well, I know that we're talking tonight about um, let the healing begin after infidelity and infidelity is a very traumatic experience, just like divorce is right. It's, um, and a lot of times because of infidelity, the marriage does end, unfortunately. And so what are some um, suggestions from your professional standpoint as a psychotherapist coach or doctor that you would recommend to someone that's in that space right now and they just don't know what to do? They don't know which way to turn. What do they start? What do they begin as their healing process begins? Well, if they're really looking to heal, getting themselves the help that they need, putting the oxygen on themselves, like we say in an airplane, that's yeah. really important. It's very easy to get angry. It's very easy to get upset. But the key is that you can look at what's really happened. It is good if somebody looks at their side of it and then they can make better decisions, not out of anger, uh, but get themselves the healing that they need through counseling, perhaps that they can start making decisions and decide how they want their life to move forward. They may want to continue to work it out with this person. They may say, I love this person. This is a bump in the road. They may say, no, nah, this is a deal breaker. Uh, but they're willing to do what they need to for themselves and they make themselves a priority. And that's really important. Yeah. Critical. And I like that. Yeah. Very important. <laughs> I like that. Make yourself at a priority. That doesn't mean go and Find somebody else because you're lonely or whatever the case may be. Work on you. That's not going to work, right, Dr. Ross? That's right. It's not, it's not going to fix it. It, it. it sounds good to most at first. Uh, it, and again, it, it's all based on trauma is an interesting thing because it's all based on how the person perceives it. What happens to one person may not affect the next person the same way. So there's a, a perception piece that's important. So if you're grounded and you're healthy, you might say, you know, I want to look at this. I want to look at myself. I may want to take a stronger look at my partner and say, hey, maybe they're not for me. Maybe they're not too healthy and they need to get help. And very often when somebody is not willing to get help, 
that's when a marriage really goes south and uh, ends up going downhill for good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I want to go back to talk about some, uh, maybe some signs of that something's just not right um, in a marriage. Um, maybe perhaps before it even leads to infidelity. Um, are there some suggestions that you may have for our listening and viewing audience that may be in that situation and they just kind of feel like something's not right, but or, or do patterns change, behaviors change? What? Sure. Yeah. Patterns yeah. change, behaviors change. The connection between the two people, uh, generally speaking, when people start out, the, the connection and relationship is strong. It dissipates depending on the differences. And, and it's not like most people really take the time to think it out and discuss what are the possibilities going forward. Again, you know, if you look at the divorce rate, I, I've had a sort of, uh, I don't want to say a running joke, but that the divorce rate before COVID was about 50 to 60%. Yeah. I would argue that the actual rate is higher because there's a strong percentage of people who want to get divorced and cannot or will not. So wow. we're not looking at the, the whole playing field. So I think when, again, when there's challenges with finances, when there's challenges with parenting and parenting styles, and uh, when there's challenges with intimacy, those are the cracks. And in the infidelity, it doesn't necessarily play out in affairs the way we might commonly think. It may just mean there's a break in the emotional connection. That's enough to wreck a marriage. It's yeah. a very different scenario. We all think of an affair in a certain way. But the reality is when two parents aren't getting along, the children are aware. And that's the difference. It's the children who are going to be affected by the parents' behaviors. And children are always a function of their parents until they're Absolutely. Adults. Absolutely. That is so good. I love that. And you know what? A lot of times I think, um, well, you know, I'm a divorcee. And for me in my marriage, I really just thought I needed to stay for my kids. And it really, it just was toxic. It wasn't a functional, healthy relationship or marriage. And so a lot of, I feel like a lot of people do stay for children and that's really not a reason. It's, it's not a strong enough reason to keep your marriage solid. And if that's the only reason, then, that's right. you know, that this that, is what this is the most. Point. Yeah, it's the most common explanation. We stayed together for the kids. And yeah. if you ask the kids, their answer is always the same. I wish they hadn't stayed together. They they know the children know. They watch the discord. Children are like emotional sponges. They may not have the ability to express themselves the way um, we, we hope that adults do. But right. the reality is children watch it. And I have had time and again where I've dealt with adults who dealt with that, you know, when they, uh, when they were children, they all say the same thing. I wish my parents had divorced. Right. Um, they, right. they don't want to be the reason. Yeah. They don't want that weight on them. And that leads to a lot of other problems later in life for them. Oh, absolutely. Because they were reared in a toxic environment and it would have been healthy for everybody just to go their separate ways. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what yeah. happened. And it's, it, and it's very common. Very common. Oh, yeah. I imagine. I imagine. So, yeah, because right now there's so many people getting divorced over for whatever reason. And infidelity is one of the reasons um, because then you have the trust factor um, and all of the, that stuff. And it's like, how can I trust this person again? You know, but, you know, so we're here. So, Dr. Ross, let's kind of pivot a little bit. And I know what you do. This is your profession. You help people, like I said, get unstuck. <laughs> you help people live fulfilled lives. And I love that and recover from trauma. So 
in, in your practice, when a person comes in, say they're dealing with uh, this infidelity issue, what are some of the first things that you recommend that they do? Well, ultimately, we want to get them to talk about what they're really bothered by. Again, people's perception and understanding of the infidelity and how it relates to them. Some people feel insecure. They feel they did something wrong. Well, they're going to have to examine that. They may actually have to look at childhood issues that brought them into a relationship eventually where they had another insecure attachment in their lives. So getting people to talk about the, the real simple version in, for my view of doing counseling and therapy is getting people to talk about the really tough stuff that nobody wants to talk about. The worst things that they, they've kept down, that they've buried, the, you know, their traumas that they've had throughout their lifetime, history of things that they've had to keep secrets about. Once you can get somebody talking about the things that are difficult, it really changes the dynamic. It takes away a lot of the shame uh, that comes with different traumas. And I, you know, I don't necessarily put one trauma above another. We all know things that are worse. And we always say things like, well, that person has it worse than us. But right. you always want to validate what the person's going through. And then it's looking at what are their emotional needs. At the end of the day, one piece of it is it's the emotional needs and trust that is broken. And that can be that can happen a lot of ways. That can come just from the parenting alone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Well, you said it, the trust and the emotional needs. And and so, um, of course, okay, so example, person goes through this, they seek counseling, and I tell people as a coach as well, just work on you. Self-care is so important, right? Work on you um, and don't really be so in such in a hurry to get out there and date again. <laughs> you know, just work on you because you want to be healed. This show is entitled Let the Healing Begin. So you want to be healed. You don't want to carry baggage into another relationship. And then the cycle starts all over again, right? Exactly. Most people have their healing to do. And the reality is, I, I would argue with the way the world looks right now, uh, we have more anxiety, depression, suicidality, uh, su suicidal ideation, et cetera, people using substances, overly medicated. So we're probably not dealing with our feelings and our own emotional needs as well as we could be. So it's better to take the time. But when people are in pain, they tend to act uh, pretty emotionally, let's call it that way. And that can be a problem. So we hope that people will take a look at themselves and go, yeah, I need to do me. I need to take care of me. I need to take care of my physical, my spiritual, my uh, yeah." my emotional and really look at that. And that's people who do that, they heal, they heal. And, you know, mm -hmm. people can stay in marriages. They can also decide they want to move on. They, once they've taken a step back to really look at what's going on, they may do the work that they need to do to really assess their situation thoroughly and changes can happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad you just said something very powerful and very key. You said they can make the decision because Dr. Ross, I'm sure you probably have clients ask you, what do you think I should do? You think I should leave? You think I should say only that you can make that decision, folks. Nobody else can make it for you. You have to make that type of decision for yourself. You know, as a coach, we can guide you along. But our job is not to tell you yes to leave. Right. That's, That's just right. You, you can't tell somebody to do something that they're not ready to do. Ready to do. And even if in a situation where if as a therapist, if I thought, even if I thought in my head, oh, please, I hope you leave. Uh, even if I thought that, that doesn't mean the person's ready to do it. Uh, you know, part of therapy, one of the things they teach you is be where the client is at. 
And you have to understand that people may not be ready to. Somebody has to do the work to get strong enough that they can make a decision. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. And it's that idea of tell me what to do. No, that's not what we do. We right. get you to be strong enough that you can lead yourself out to do what you need to do. It's empowering you. The other is disempowering. That's how you got into this situation in the first place. We don't want to repeat that pattern. Right, right. That's good. That's good. Wow, wow, wow. Dr. Ross, uh, if you would like to share some encouragement, encouraging words, my show is all about encouraging, encouragement, empowerment, and all of that good stuff. Some encouraging words to anyone that may be in this space and they may have just found out that their spouse um, has cheated, had an affair, whatever, and they're at a crossroad. They may not even know where to begin. Um, this show is Let the Healing Begin, but they're still just in the midst of it all at the very beginning. What are some words of encouragement and suggestions that you would share with that person right now that may be in that space? Sure. I, I think the first thing is to understand you can get through it. You can get through it. You can go and you can heal. Things happen. We can look at it one of two ways. One of the ways is to look at it in terms of being empowered to say, I can get through this. These things happen. I don't have to boil my whole life down to this one event. This is something that happened and I can move through it. And I have the ability and power and strength to do it. At that point, once you've sort of made that decision, then you decide, you know what? I deserve to get myself some help to support myself, to get my emotional needs met, whatever way I see fit. Uh, getting counseling is certainly a, a wonderful idea. And it's making the choice that my feelings matter, I matter, my healing matters, and I'm gonna take care of me. And I don't have to fix anybody right now, but I do have to take care of me. And ultimately that's the best modeling you can give if you are a parent, because your children will see that. If they see someone who's rageful and angry, it's harder for them to adjust. If they see someone who can be honest about taking care of themselves and really validating their own needs, that's going to be the ultimate lesson for them because that'll teach them what they need to do for themselves if they find themselves in any situation, particularly one like this. That's awesome. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Good stuff, folks. Yes. So take care of you. Take care of you. So, Dr. Ross, how can people reach out to you? If you want to share your contact information to our listening and viewing audience, feel free to do so at this time. Sure. The yeah. easiest way to find me is probably either my website or social media. And it's always at Jason Eric Ross uh, is for social media. It's all three of my names. I, I'm the only Jason Eric Ross that I know of out there. So you'll always <laughs> find me. And that's where I put up content, et cetera. That's the best way to find me, I think. That's good. That's good. So on IG and everywhere, and it's also scrolling at the bottom here at, on the show. So reach out if you're in that space. Do you do virtual? You do virtual counseling or I work in with people, well? Yeah, I'm licensed in three states, Georgia, New York, and Florida. So I work virtually and in person as well. And uh, so I have I have clients in New York. I have clients in uh, Florida and I'm originally from New York. So I decided to get licensed there. Awesome. Yeah, I heard I heard a little bit of that New York accent. <laughs> a little bit, yes. A little bit. <laughs> I still have a little bit. <laughs> Semi-hidden, but not totally. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, Dr. Ross, it's been a pleasure, and I'm honored that you uh, accepted the invitation to be on Divorce Talk with Twyla for this series, and I'm sure something that you've said 
has been inspirational to someone that may be in the space uh, going through infidelity. It's 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 trauma and it's rough, but you can and you will get through it. Just like if you make the decision to leave, you can get through divorce as well and recover 100%. Absolutely. I really yeah. appreciate you having me on. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, folks, thank you all so very much for tuning in on tonight. This was the third episode of the Infidelity Series. And next week, it's the final episode. And I have a very special guest. That is Haley Lisa. She is a divorce coach for men. That's what she does. She specializes in helping men recover from divorce. And so until next week, this is Coach Twyla to get your happy back divorce coach. Thank you for so much. See ya. What a great show. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, the Divorce Talk with Twyla show is out. <laughs>